coming. Uh, this is really cool. You're really helping me out by doing this. Um, Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. This is this is uh, this is something. It's very interesting to like actually sit down and have a real conversation about things um, versus what we usually talk about. There's usually not a uh, there's usually not a plan, so it's kind of weird to sit down and say, "Let's schedule a conversation and think about what we want to talk about." But it's also interesting because I want to hear your thoughts and some of the things that I think about in my life. Um, so. First, I just want to start off by you talking about your experience with COVID and working in frontline medicine and doing testing um, and like kind of how you started doing that and why you left that kind of, if that makes sense? Yeah, that makes that. sense. Uh, so I'll start back from the beginning. Um, I was working a job in manufacturing. It was really one of the only places hiring in St. Petersburg or in the greater area. Uh, at the time. So I was taking that job and it was, I was working night shifts uh, for that company. I was really having a miserable time, but I was also keeping my uh, ear and eye out for postings for uh, contract EMT work, either through various different companies, but I was using a, uh, like a job board site as well as just like the general kind of uh, open job forms that they have open. And I saw one pop up. Uh, I applied to it on kind of a whim saying, maybe I get it, maybe I don't, we'll see. Uh, I got a call back and some other details about the job and they asked me to head out about a day and a half after I'd spoken on the phone, uh, really within 48 hours. And I said, sure. Uh, while I was still on the phone with that recruiter for the company that was hiring for this uh, COVID testing site, I was also writing an email to my to the HR department at the company that I uh, that I was previously at, and I was quitting my job. So a day elapses or two days elapse, and I I head out over to Kissimmee, the Greater Orlando area of Florida, uh, where I was going to start my uh, EMT role at a COVID testing site. You kind of dipped out. You were like, eh, I want to go do a contract. I want to go work. See you later. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, the money that they were offering was great. The benefits for, or the uh, per diem rates, there were no benefits associated with it uh, in the traditional sense. But it seemed like a great opportunity, and I decided to take it. Nice. And so how long were you at that site in Kissimmee? I was at that site from mid-August to the beginning of October. And in general, what was your, your experiences there? I know when I worked at my site, it kind of like, I kind of showed up and they just said, this is how we do it. You do it like this. This is the way it's done. We'll see you at, you know, 6.30 every morning. You leave at 6 p.m. every night. Um, what, was, what was it like for you just like day to day? Um, day to day, it really was just, so it was a uh, self-administered uh, na peripheral navel, nasal swab at a drive-through testing site. Uh, so we would help administer that as well as specimen handling and collecting. And that was really what we were doing throughout the day. They, they showed us how to do it. They showed us the paperwork. They had people come from other sites around Florida and around the country who had been working these testing sites who ended up here with us. And uh, they'd show us this and that. For the most part, everybody or each, each lane of the driving testing site had their own specific method they were all basically had the same structure but the actual specifics of who did what 
how you did something, what you brought up to the car, what you brought back for the car was a little bit tweaked. And I think that our leadership was looking for better ways to improve this to make us as efficient as possible. And we were getting people in and out of the actual testing process, subtract the registration process in about uh, about a minute and a half to two minutes. It went very quickly. And it's, it's crazy to think about. Um, that was something I noticed was the registration part takes so long. And when we had, we had lanes at our site that was people that had already registered and they would be pretty much empty all day just because it was so quick once somebody had already been registered uh, versus trying to get people to register. We had six lanes that were running registration and testing and people that those lines would be horrendous. Um, and just kind of like, like you said, like looking for the most efficient way to do something um, over time, right? It'll pop up hopefully. Um, cool. So moving on to like the people you worked with, were there any buddy that like stood out specifically to you as like leaders or were there anybody that stood out as being like almost a hindrance to the team and like the efficiency that you guys were looking for? So uh, our ops manager was great. Um, she was a nurse. She had been a travel nurse for many years. Uh, she stepped into the role, I think three or four days since the opening of the testing site. We also had uh, the EMT site lead who would be in charge of the EMTs and that structure and eventually first EMT site lead had to be dismissed for uh, certain reasons, which I will not get into a little private, but for the most part, uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, there was a lot of broken links in the, the chain of communication that occurred. And that's just how that kind of contracting goes because the state will tell us or will tell the people in charge and then the people in charge have to tell the other people in charge and it has to keep going down. And by the time it reaches the bottom of the chain, while it might seem fast on other industry standpoints, it was things would be would be stated by the state of what had to happen and would change very uh, quickly. I think within the first week of us working there, there were about four changes in how we do our break schedule. Yeah, there was about four changes in how we do our break schedule. As well in the first three weeks of the site opening, personnel changed, uh, the amount of personnel change I should specify, as well as the contracts for the percentage of EMTs that could be on site. Like there were two different companies that were supplying EMTs and the contract on what percentage one company could bring in and what percentage the other company could bring in changed a couple of times, more than twice. So that's, that's probably pretty stressful when you're showing up every single day and you don't really know. I know I had a very similar experience where we would, we would show up one day and they'd be like, all right, well, we, we don't need this lane. So, you know, 20 of you go home, you don't get paid. And it's like, it's weird to think about like, cause we're contracted, but we're only contracted to do the work that they want us to do. Once we aren't doing the work anymore, we're not getting paid for that work. Um, and like kind of near the end of, of my contract, they were like, well, we're shutting the testing site down. It's not efficient enough. And so like we came one day and they were like, well, it's closing tomorrow. And we we're all just kind of like, oh, 
and everybody instead of working was trying to find out where they could go next in one day and it was very chaotic um i also think i experienced a very similar uh, thing with leadership and the leadership changing and the leadership not having a full grasp of who is in charge or how they can lead people which was also very frustrating we had three people that were in charge but there was nobody that was really the head um so it was hard to be like well if i have an issue who do i bring it to um and having like focusing on in these situations having like that person clearly defined as like the top we talk about all the time like the ics system your ic has to be clear and defined or else you know chaos can ensue from that and i definitely experienced some of that and it sounds like you also had some of that happening um which i think is is interesting to think about with uh florida's response to this whole situation <laughs> yeah that's a that florida's response to this whole situation is a is a whole other thing it's a whole other <laughs> entity in itself but um yeah uh just going running back to the what you first started saying was uh yeah it was pretty mentally taxing for honestly everybody there as everybody that i talked to with how quickly your contract could expire because for the most part the way i viewed it is we weren't employees for this contracting company we were we were contracted to work this job and they can sever the contract whenever they wanted to however i know in the contract if we severed the contract, we would have to pay a $1,000 fine back to the company. However, I did know a handful of people that left unexpectedly from the company, but they faced no ramifications. Yeah, I, I think that kind of like having that power over employees is, is really weird to like think about because like we were getting, I was getting paid more than the average EMT in the United States makes. So I wasn't, I was quick to sign my papers and like I read them a month ago and I was reading it and they could have screwed me. Like there was nothing in regards to my safety if I became exposed to COVID. Like it was just not part of their problem because I was a contract. So to them, I was trying to get the job done so they can make some more money. Um, and it was interesting to be like, I was just like, oh yeah, you know, this is good. Take my money, move on. And it's like, well, I kind of put myself into a bad situation that could have turned really, really bad. Um, just because I was a little ignorant to it. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely has an effect on how you go in every single day and have to work around something that's so dangerous. Um, like sticking hands in, in two test tubes and being like, oh, this is correct. This is not correct. Oh, this testing tube is open and has poured everywhere. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Nothing to worry about. And it's very, very interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, what's uh, the national average for an EMT salary is what, 2400 uh, 24000 Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, was gonna say, there, right? I, I, was, I thought you were going to say $24 an hour, and I was going to be like, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I know the on, average... I, on, an, on an hourly basis, I think I specifically was making about four to five times the amount an average EMT would make, but then with the 70-hour work week that we were mm -hmm. performing, I was making around seven to eight times the, the amount on yeah. a yearly salary. Any yep. would be making. Yeah. No, I, I think once my once my overtime kicked in, I was making ten times the yearly the hourly sal salary of an EMT oh, yeah. in the United States. And no special training, just willing to show up. And obviously like working you're working in Florida in the summer. Like it was not mm -hmm. fun to wear full PPE and level two gowns that spray down 
like it's it's hot and it yeah, was hard it's very hot. um and they you know you just kind of kind of power through it um i do have, have one more question just involving you personally um what were you doing in regards to your team and trying to make your uh, your station more efficient um daily like what were some of the techniques that you guys were trying um on your site yeah so um just coming from or starting within like five having five days or three days i can't remember how long it was until i got uh my promotion was but i just under kind of i understood that there was this kind of lack of communication to what i would what would be considered as the bottom the emts as we were doing a lot of the grunt work uh, of the site and but we were also being left out of kind of general talkings and what changes and when it's going to change and what's going to happen. So when I stepped into my uh, leadership role, I was making it clear to my guys of what's happening. As soon as I heard from the company on how schedules were going to change, how long we're going to be here, if I've got an update on how long the site is going to be here, because that is, we got shut down because of the people. There weren't enough people in that area going to this testing site. Um, and they deemed it uh, that it could be, changed to a different form of testing with a significantly uh, smaller staff. I, I did, but yeah, I, what I'm saying is I wanted to make it very clear on and very transparent on what is happening, on what I know, what they're telling me, uh, so they could have an ease of mind. And if that meant someone had to go miss out on a day because they had a job interview with something that was more permanent, I thought that was fine. We could get a, We could get a replacement for them for that day and it wasn't violating any contract. Yeah, well, I think I think the the communication thing is is something that anytime you talk about anything in in medicine, it's always going to be brought up, and and I don't think we'll ever find a perfect way to do it. But it's definitely at these sites what I've what I've experienced and and seeing other sites and talking to people that worked at other sites is no one really knew what was going on. And things change. Obviously, things change very, very rapidly. It's it's a it's a rapidly changing time. We didn't know that much about COVID in the very beginning. Um, but like what I learned, like, is you can create a pretty good system and get a good trust going with some of the people that work at these sites. Like I had a, the nurse I worked under, would give me extra PPE that she had stored in over time that she had taken from other sites and from hospitals because I was given a 1k and 95 a week when really you're only supposed to wear that for five, six hours in the, the environment that we were in. Yeah. And then uh, change, honestly, maybe even shorter because of how humid yeah. it was and well as we were uh, soiling our own PPE with our yeah. sweat and other, other things. Yeah. So in her being like, Hey, like, yeah, this is like, it's my PPE, but it's more important to me that you are okay. Cause you know, we work together every single day and we worked in the same room. So it was hard to be like, she kind of had to be, she, it was probably more selfish. She wanted me to be healthy and she wanted me to be clean. But at the same time, I took that as a massive step in somebody being like a leader where she stepped forward. She said, here, take some of my extra PPE where it be safe because the company isn't going to help you. The testing site's not going to help you. They don't care. Um, and she was the one that kind of let me know. She's like, hey, this site's going to close down. And then she gave me a phone number. She's like, start calling people, try to move. Um, and that option would not have been afforded to me if I was somebody else at the site. It was only because I was working next to her, um, which I think is 
very, very interesting. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, to chat about? Yeah, just going back on that. Uh, in this whole contracting of uh, networking, there's like a, a huge web of people that you can rely on to find you more work. I was hired for a uh, COVID compliance position in the entertainment industry. Um, and then I basically got two of the people that I worked with their positions because I, I put in a good word for them. And that went, that just uh, reversed the other way. One of them uh, gave, put their word in for me at the company that I'm currently uh, with right now. And I think it's very interesting that there's a lot of camaraderie in it, even though we've known each other only for like seven, six, seven weeks, but we, we were uh, together for 10, 12 hours of a day for that amount of time, seven days a week until it started to get pulled back. Well, thank you very much. This was, this was nice. Um, this, it's very interesting to think about and hear other people's perspectives on this stuff. It's something that I know our experiences in it were probably very different, but at the same time, they're probably very similar. So it's cool to uh, hear somebody else talk about it. Um, and we obviously shared some experiences from afar uh, and had some similar views from uh, the same situation. So I think it's very interesting. But thank you for coming and talking to me. It was very nice. Yeah, of course. I'm glad you reached out to talk about this. Uh, I think this is a, a sector of the world, a sector of the industry, the working world right now that not a, a lot of people know about. That it's just these testing sites pop up and they're there, then they're not the one day. And you don't really think about the personnel, the logistics, and all of that stuff that goes into it. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Yep. Thank you.